Hello, friends. As you listen, I hope that uh, you're enjoying a nice cup of coffee or tea. Perhaps you're doing some chores or working out. Either way, I hope that you enjoy our time together. So before I get started, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory, how I decided to do this episode that, that I call The Spiritual Skeptic, which basically entails my uh, the story of how I became a religious person. Uh, originally, I was going to do a very different episode. Uh, I called it An Antidote to Hate, which kind of dealt with the divisions in our society and uh, all the vitriol online and all that kind of stuff. And I wrote up this giant script, uh, around 6,500 words, and I tried recording it multiple times, and I realized that I am awful at reading scripts. I sounded robotic, monotonous. I just couldn't get it right. So I was given some advice to make this a little bit more conversational, more personal, and I decided to do a very a, a much simpler episode. Um, and definitely very personal, which is the story of, of how I went from being a uh, you know non-practicing deist to a hardcore atheist, and now to a practicing religious person. Again, I call it the spiritual skeptic, and that's basically who I am now. I still have a very skeptical and rational way of thinking, but I do believe in God, and I'm starting to practice religion. I'm still... That being said, uh, I still use rational thinking for nearly everything in my life. For, for, for example, for fun, I study science and mathematics. Um, I apply it to daily decision-making. But now I can actually see the divine in that rationality. I appreciate evolution not because it disproves God, but because it makes me appreciate God even more. The appreciation and that spirituality now leads me to a much more fulfilling life. So I, I, I pull out a lot of benefit, both from the rational and the spiritual or the divine, and that's why I call this podcast uh, D- Divine Rational. Or ration, yeah. Um, so today, um, I will just tell you about my story of how I went from being this you know, non-practicing deist, I was brought up as a Catholic, but religion didn't play a big role in my family, then I became a hardcore atheist, and I had a good reason for that, and it actually served its purpose in my life. And now I'm, I became a practicing religious person. So this is my story. Let me start by mentioning that I was brought up by non-practicing Catholics. The religion didn't play any real role in our day-to-day life in my family. We basically only went to church for Easter and Christmas. We So basically, I adopted this type of mindset up until my second year of university. Uh, so essentially, I would, you know, believed in God as a creator or a first mover. I believed maybe in some kind of afterlife, but I didn't think that God can play any kind of role in day-to-day life. Essentially, I was a classic deist. I, I felt like there is a God, but... He has completely no control over our material world, essentially. That the supernatural was just that. It was basically beyond nature, beyond... And completely disconnected from uh, from our material planet, essentially, and, and our material cosmos. 
But then something happened. Uh, by second year university, I fell into this terrible, deep depression. It was extremely draining and painful. Um, although I never experienced true uh, suicidal ideation, um, the depression was to the point where I couldn't get up in the morning. Um, and when I did get up in the morning, I felt disappointed at waking up, essentially. Um, I felt upset that I had to face another day of living. It was uh, it, it was awful, and it's not something I would ever want to experience again. So the reason I became an ardent atheist is because it was the initial spark that actually helped to get me out of that awful depression. It was the first kind of push to get me out. And the way that it happened is I, I was at Walmart, uh, of all places, and uh, I found Richard Dawkins' book, The uh, God Delusion. At the time, it had this uh, silver dust jacket on it. It was almost calling to me. It was bright. It was almost like a bright light. Um, I picked it up, not thinking too much about it, just, just that I thought it was interesting and provocative. I, I love provocative things. Um, and I consumed it from cover to cover. Um, Dawkins, uh, if, if you read Dawkins, I highly recommend it, even though he may not speak to me uh, now as much, at least in the, his uh, content related to atheism. He's an amazing and an articulate uh, and incredible, clear thinker. Um, and he laid out this incredibly strong argument against a very particular god. And I really bought into it. It made me realize if there is no God or afterlife, then all the time we have is just here on earth. And here I am wasting away precious minutes on depression and hating life. Um, so in this way, it became this initial push to seek help and crawl out of this depression. Within a few years, uh, I battled most of those demons and I haven't had a major recurrence since. But because, of a because atheism pulled me out of that hole, I just became a staunch atheist. I read everything about atheism and skepticism. My, disciple, my disciples, you could, if you could call them that, were the four, the four horsemen, as they like to call themselves, which, uh, which was Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Dan Dennett, and the late and charming Christopher Hitchens. Um, and similar to Hitchens or... Harris, I basically ridiculed religion and spirituality. I studied all the rational arguments against God, religion, and spirituality, and that's basically how I lived for the next 15 years. I essentially rolled up my eyes at anyone who would even mention religion. But something changed about four years ago, and that's when I met my, my wife, um, I was 36 and I fell into this deep, unrelenting love. I, I fell in love several times before, but nothing like this. And I really felt that divine spark there that I wasn't expecting and that I was even against, you could say. And it wasn't rational at all. It was revelatory, I would call it. Not some voice or something like that speaking to me, but emotionally revelatory. Um, it's something I couldn't rationalize. Now, I mean, you could rationalize it with 
uh, you could rationalize the feeling using neurochemicals, endorphins, or something like that. But that just wasn't satisfactory. It just it just kind of opened up the door just a little bit to to be able to see that divine spark in life. In a way, it uh, it opened up my eyes uh, to God a little bit. And now at this point, I, I wouldn't call myself um, a believer yet. I would. Uh, I, I started calling myself an agnostic again. Going from atheism to to being a, a believer is, especially a staunch atheist, the way that I was. It's it's not an easy process, and it's something that I'm still, in a way, battling every day. But I called myself an agnostic at this point. Essentially, I was confused, and I started to explore religion, um, Catholicism, and then later Judaism, and there were multiple influences for me to turn to religion. It wasn't any one particular thing. And I don't want to get into all that. Maybe I'll do a separate podcast about it in the future. But as an example, one of those things was um, I, I, I found the idea of evil very problematic uh, with the concept of uh, God, essentially. Um, because most rationalist thinkers, or I shouldn't say even with the idea of God, because... I should say that as a whole, as a rationalist still, I had a general problem with the idea of evil because most rationalists think this way. Um, because ironically, uh, obviously evil is is, is uh, compatible with uh, the idea of God. But, um, but most uh, rationalists don't believe in evil because... It's, it's almost a supernatural element in a cosmos. And so most rationalists kind of explain evil away that it's, it's just as a consequence of something else. We don't think of animals as evil. We might not think of destructive environment, the destructive environment when, when it, if there's a hurricane or something like that as evil or a cosmic event as evil. So as a rationalist, I believe that evil stemmed from things like evolutionary competition. It wasn't really evil. It was just nature acting in the way nature should. Maybe nature also stemmed, sorry, maybe evil also stemmed from human pathologies like psychopathy. Um, also, what we might call evil, I, I would just interpret it as interactions between very complex systems like in our environment or in the cosmos or our interactions with that uh, with, with with those complex systems. So I really, uh, I, I, I really couldn't get over the idea of evil because I think that believing in God, the type of God that I believe in, necessi necessi ne is necessary to believe in the idea of evil as, as a supernatural concept, at least to some extent. But then I read this book by John Steinbeck called East of Eden. It's basically a story of Cain and Abel told twice uh, in a Western setting uh, in the early 1900s. Uh, maybe I'll do a podcast about it uh, as well in the future. So I don't want to get into all the details of why this book convinced me that evil as a supernatural concept actually exists. But undoubtedly, it changed my perspective on it. I started to believe in evil as a 
concept beyond just something that can be explained rationally. So it's just an example, and there was a confluence of factors that influenced my decision to pursue religion. Um, and after that, I started to believe in a, a personal Abrahamic God. All that said, uh, I'm still a very rational and critical thinker, and I'm able to bifurcate between the two worlds. And I started to pull tremendous benefit from both of these things, from the divine and the rational. And that's why, essentially, I started this podcast. And uh, one thing I firmly believe is that there is this interplay between spirituality and the material, between religion and science, between the divine and rational. But I do believe that one cannot prove or disprove the other. Um, yeah, and that's basically how I went from being a hardcore atheist to a believer now. I hope uh, you enjoyed that story and made you understand a little bit uh, about my life choices. So let me end just on this. I wrote a blog post about this topic on divinerational.com and I wanted to end uh, this podcast by reading an excerpt from that post which goes through a more coherent case of why a rational person should try to believe in God. So here we go. Here's the excerpt from my post on divinerational.com. Mathematics and logic are the ultimate, pure abstraction of our material reality. It's a beautiful echo of God's creation that itself shows that no matter how much we try to rationalize every atom in our cosmos, our efforts will remain futile. We are inside the system. So similarly, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle confirms this idea. That said, we should still try as much as possible to parse out as many of these mysteries. I would argue, in fact, that it's our responsibility. Science, mathematics, and rational thought bring us closer to God, since it's all a microcosm of His will. In a way, isn't that a beautiful conception that we will always enjoy mater material enigmas to unravel? Only God's infinite nature and His will can allow for an infinite cosmos, an infinite science, an infinite mathematics. <laughs>